Well, we were told day one of the transfer portal when it officially opens, it was going to be crazy, and man, they weren't lying. The thing is, when I thought about today, about how crazy it was going to be, I thought it was mostly going to be watching other teams nationally lose quarterbacks, big-time skill position players, maybe some big-time defensive players. Um, really, like, Parker, so far, it almost felt like it feels like most of the madness or a lot of the craziness has been centered around OU. With Dylan Gabriel being a big national story, and we kind of look at our own storylines around here, Hollywood Smothers in the portal. It feels like OU has had one of the more um, eventful days of uh, most teams in college football, day one of the portal. I didn't think that that was going to be the case. Some names you're not surprised at, but I think I look at Dalen Smothers today and say, yeah, I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, that was the one that nobody really saw coming, even internally. Uh, I said it already. OU's as shocked as we are by Dalen Smothers and the portal. Nothing else that has happened has been a vast surprise, but obviously I think the timeline of Gabriel's announcement, it makes sense logistically because he's got to go and get his while the market is hot. Uh, That was something that maybe you didn't wake up this morning figuring, okay, I'm going to see the Dylan Gabriel transfer announcement. You kind of knew that his departure was coming one way or another. It was a matter of when, not if, but yeah, I think that coming out first thing this morning has understandably become one of the biggest portal stories of the day yeah and um look appreciate dylan gabriel for all that he accomplished here and he accomplished a lot um just this season what he moved up to number eight all time in terms of passing yards in fbs history he'll have a decent chance to break pretty much every career passing record known to mankind (laughs) i think he's right behind bo nix it'd be funny if he goes to oregon next year and he'll be he'll uh jump bo nix i think after just like maybe one game there in eugene but he accomplished that. He's a top 10 all-time passer. Uh, of course, he had the legacy drive to beat Texas. Unanimous first-team all-selection. OU record eight touchdowns in one game. All the best to Dylan Gabriel. I wish he was playing in the bowl game because I think he gives OU the best chance to win. And I think there's something to be said about this team beating a top 15 Arizona team that's going to want to be in this bowl game. They, they, they want to be in this bowl game, and they're not going to have a ton of opt-outs. But if you want to look towards the future, which I think a lot of us are doing, though I do think Dylan Gabriel gives this offense the best chance to win, is this maybe best-case scenario for all sides? Gabriel's in the portal. Um, He's one of the major names out there. ESPN thinks he's the best, not the best quarterback, the best overall player in the portal. And now Jackson Arnold gets an entire month of practices and gets to start this bowl game. You know what I mean? Like I, I think that this could end up working out nicely for for both sides here, especially if Arnold in this offense, they go out and play well on uh, against Arizona. Yeah, I I think Jackson Arnold getting 15 practices as the clear number one guy, getting the first team reps, it'll be huge for him. Sooner fans will kind of get a little taste of the future. They got it against BYU and they got it in garbage time earlier this season. But to see Jackson Arnold for a full four quarters, I think, is something that this fan base is going to be able to get stoked about and inject some life into what was otherwise a very uninspiring Alamo Bowl matchup, right? Especially after you got snubbed for the New Year's Six. Nobody was really all that excited to play in the Alamo Bowl for the second time in three years. But now you throw the Jackson-Arnold angle into play. There's at least something compelling to go with there. Man, there's been so many uh, entrances in the portal for OU. We got a note card here. Uh, in front of the computer where I'm sitting. 
So it looks like Plank and Steely have been getting after it, really updating this card. So it's on me now. If we have three, four other players this hour that uh, enter into the transfer portal, which I, I, I wouldn't be shocked if that if we at least get one here this hour. Text line will keep us updated on that. Well, we got like several names here I'm going to have to keep track of. So far, Marcus Hicks, he's going to South Dakota State. DJ Graham, Jason Llewellyn, Tawi Walker, Nate Anderson, Dylan Gabriel, Savion Bird, Reggie Grimes, Key Lawrence, Marcus Major, and Dalen Smothers. Now, we got to remind, like, you can enter into the portal, and if your former team wants you back, you can go back. So is it a 0% chance that Dalen Smothers is playing football at OU next year? I wouldn't say zero. We'll see what his intentions truly are. But your running back situation, looking ahead to next year, if all these guys in the portal are indeed leaving, Parker, it's, it's going to be quite interesting. I mean, Sawchuck essentially put out a tweet today in a roundabout way telling people that he's coming back. Uh, there's a belief that Barnes will be coming back next year. But, man, if Smothers is gone, if Marcus Major's gone, if Tawi Walker's gone, you've still got some players left on the death chart and a couple of more coming in. But, yeah, running back's going to look a lot different, seemingly, than, than what it did this past year for sure. It will, and also it, it won't. Like, there will be changes from the personnel side of things, certainly. But also, it's still going to be Gavin Sawchuk as the primary guy. And even before all these portal entries hit, I think most everybody knew and understood going into the 2024 season as we prepared to turn the page that, okay, Gavin Sawchuk is kind of the lead dog moving forward. And also, you still got Taylor Tatum coming in. I have said it before. I will say it again. I think you're going to have a hard time keeping that guy off the field altogether. I, uh, that's that's got to be the hope. Uh, well, and we'll see how active OU is in the portal for running back. But uh, well, does Tatum have a chance to play next year? For sure. Cherokee Sooner says going from a lefty quarterback to a righty quarterback, the, the ball will indeed look different coming out of JFA's hand. Uh, from the 918, here's a Savion Bird. If I didn't say Savion Bird in the portal tracker, then yes, he is He is in the portal right now as well. 615 says, got to go after Rayleigh Brown. And we talked about Rayleigh Brown, what, late last week, I think Friday. Um, is it expected that OU will reach out and extend an offer to a guy like Rayleigh Brown, who I'm sure is going to get a lot of offers and enticing NIL deals this portal season? Yeah, I'd look... They're going to try for Rayleigh Brown. Do they get Rayleigh Brown? I don't know. Too early to tell. But with Dalen Smothers' exit imminent now via the portal, the Sooners were already willing to take a running back via the portal. Smothers' exit creates – necessity might be a strong word, but what I can tell you is Oklahoma's definitely going to push for a real playmaker at running back in the portal now that Smothers is out the door. Because, again, that was just not one they were anticipating. That was not one anybody was anticipating. Uh, we got a listener from the 918 saying, What is wrong with you guys? Uh-oh. You really have the spin cycle working. Already? We're there t- is nothing in. good about OU always being the major program with people leaving and never hearing about a big name leaving a top program and coming to OU. Very bad look. What is going on with this program? Ah, we've got some panic going on here. What? What's the panic? Is that OU's not getting big-name players from other big-name programs? Is that is that what the bad look is here with, with the program? 
I, I'm just asking, like, is that is that what's going on here? <laughs> that OU hasn't been getting the bigger names in the portal, and it's a terrible look. Oh, okay, all right. I, I, I'm just, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm a little bit confused on that one, I guess. I was hoping that you could help me out. Yeah, look, it's not a spin to say that the majority of guys that hit the portal today, almost all of them, Smothers being the only exception, were guys that were processed. Yeah, and it's like, what? what why is Key Lawrence leaving? Um, why would Key Lawrence leave? Well, that's, and that's what you gotta, that's what you gotta evaluate here. Because OU's got some really good young players on the roster right now, they've got some good players coming in with this recruiting class. Was a guy like Key Lawrence told, hey man, like, go play another year of college football somewhere else? I mean, processing does happen at this time of the year, so I would guess that's what's going on with Key, to uh, answer the question. Text line's having fun. Will OU re- reunite with Lane Jenkins? You know what? About once every two months, we get a Lane Jenkins tweet, and they're always, they're always funny. That's it. If you know then you know uh, situation on the text line. I like that. Okie Tom says, Ray Leak was moved from running back to wide receiver at USC. Too small to be the bell cow running back. Yeah, look, Ray Leak Brown is never going to be a guy that carries the ball 20 times a game. That is not what suits him. That is not a realistic expectation. He is a guy that you hope he touches the ball 8 to 10 times a game, and on those 8 to 10 touches, he is always a threat to go the distance. Uh, from the seven three one, that texter knows that like six or seven Ohio State players entered the portal today, right? Probably not. Yeah, I you get, I mean, you get stuck in your OU bubble. It's easy to lose sight of what's going. They on lost the Kyle McCord today. They lost uh, Julian Fleming, who was like the number three overall recruit in the twenty twenty class. Um, it's been an eventful day for OU. I think a lot of these were OU decisions. Why, why they're in the portal today. So it's not, yeah, it's not just OU, it's Ohio State. And we are in the beginning hours of the, uh, of the portal. A lot of things are going to happen over the next month, including playoff teams. Texas, whenever they, they lose, hopefully that's to Washington. You'll see a lot of players in the portal for them. Same thing for Washington. Same thing for Alabama and Michigan. It's going to happen all over the place. Parker, some guys just enter into the portal to see what offers that they can get. You know? Like, maybe they're even semi-happy with the place that they were this past year, but it's a business decision for a lot of these guys. And I'm not saying I love that. I actually hate that. But a lot of guys just hop in the portal and say, I'm just going to see what my options are and then evaluate my situation from there. Oh, gosh, there's a name I haven't heard in a minute. Rayleigh Brown, similar to Dylan Edwards. Yeah, I guess there are some similarities. Dylan Edwards found him a role with the Colorado offense he this did. year, didn't he? Rayleigh is more thickly built, more durable than Dylan Edwards. But, yes, there's some – oh, gosh. Does Brock Vandegrift look at OU again as a possible depth spot? Yeah, no. Muleshoe, you got a second chance. You can end up with Brock Vandegrift the second time around. I saw the uh, the rumor is uh, Brock Vandegrift in Kentucky yes. could uh, potentially be a thing there. It's getting tough to keep track with where, especially the quarterbacks are at in the sport. Uh, you could be at Duke one year, Notre Dame the next. No- Notre Dame loves them some portal quarterbacks, don't they? Feels like uh, it's, it's been about three consecutive years now where they get a uh, one-and-done uh, player via the portal. 405-651-3439. There is a lot going on right now. And not only with OU in the portal, OU got a commit this weekend. They did. Might they be close to getting another commit for the 2024 class? Oh, the Eddie Pierre-Louis drama will not die. It just will not die down. Yeah. Um, there was even an in-home visit this weekend. Todd Bates. 
is currently at a certain school in the state of Texas that has caught people's eye. We'll try to get to all of it today. And, of course, keeping you updated, what's going on with OU in the portal, nationally in the portal, and, yeah, everything else in between. Is this the craziest? Is this the single craziest month of college football now? The portal, the early signing period, everything that's going on this time of the year, it's nuts. More coming up right here. Keep it locked on the ref. We're the Homeless Sooner fans. Locked in with McComas and Thune live on the ref. We're the Homeless Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Parker Thune, and the Ref Army listening nationwide today via the free KREF app. Portland, Maine is tuned in today. Terryville, Connecticut, Greenwood, Indiana, Huntsville, Alabama, Cypress, Texas, San Francisco, California, Eureka, Utah, Jackson, Mississippi, Okima, Oklahoma is our small town of the day. Ref Army Locator is brought to you by Affordable Door Company, where they do residential garage doors, commercial garage doors, service and repair, and garage door openers as well. That's Affordable Door Company, 405-635-9499. Your daily EPL, your daily Eddie Pierre-Louis updates. Might have things taken another turn here. I mean, it's been about four or five turns in the past three months. Beedenbo was in for a home visit, and here's what Rivals has to say, Parker. Did OU position coach Bill Beedenbo put the final touches on an OU commitment for the massive four-star offensive lineman during an in-home visit on Sunday? The message from Beedenbo to Pierre-Louis was that the Sooners need big and powerful linemen with their move to the SEC. Oregon, Miami, and UCF are other finalists, but it feels like Oklahoma is way ahead going into his December 15th pledge. Wow. Look, Tyler, I because this recruitment has been so all over the board, who knows? At this point, I, like, a week from now, I might be singing a completely different tune. But from everything I heard in the aftermath of that visit, Bill Biedenboe might have closed that thing out. <laughs> like, the dude had two opportunities. I mean, really three, but two opportunities for sure to make it to Norman for another visit the second half of the season. He didn't end up making it to Norman no, which or really anywhere so else. It's and they might so end up getting this kid who rivals his ranked as the number 27 player nationally. Now, and we've talked about this before, 24-7 and on three – have a much different opinion than Rivals, and when Rivals does another rankings update for the 24 class, Which will they, they do? they just did today. They just did today? Yep. Well, um, I'll, I'll see where uh, Eddie Pierre-Louis is ranked on that. Maybe he's uh, further back. I don't know, but you're looking for that final piece on the offensive line, and it didn't seem likely two and a half, three weeks ago, and now all of a sudden, 11 days out, it looks like OU's got a real chance here. Now, I will choose to be optimistic but I've been optimistic about this one before. Um, anything has happened in this recruitment, and anything can happen in 11 days until announcement day. That's what it feels like to me. Agree that OU fans should feel good, but don't, uh, don't, don't hand in the token just yet for the commitments. Anything could happen in 11 days with Eddie Pierre-Louis. What a, what, what, a, what a truly bizarre recruitment. Tyler and recruiting by nature can be bizarre like the very fact that this kid is 11 days away from potentially committing to OU after visiting the school all of once yep astonishing it is but we talked about late last week would Beedenbo make another in-home visit 
he did yesterday, and it looks like it might just indeed pay off for OU in the uh, in the 2024 class, which, by the way, is ranked number six right now on Rivals. Um, OU ranked number eight on 24-7. And if they still have EPL ranked as high as they do right now, it probably will get them to number five if they get Eddie Pierre-Louis coming up in 11 days. Pr- pretty good chance that that, uh, that that could be the case. So still... Maybe not greater than a 50% chance, but still an outside chance that OU can get into a top five class, at least with rivals. I'm not saying it's a great chance, but at least an outside chance potentially. And then OU on Saturday as we were getting ready for all the conference championship madness that was going to take place. They got another commit in the 25 class, Owen Hollenbeck out of Melissa, Texas, which is one good high school football program. Uh, What can you tell us about Owen Hollenbeck? Well, shameless plug. If you're a member over at OUinsider.com, that commitment from Hollenbeck wasn't out of left field because he actually silented at the TCU game last Friday. Uh, I dropped a future cast that night and said to expect a decision sometime in December. Well, December hit, and within the first few hours of the month, he was public with his commitment to Oklahoma. Now, he has a sister that goes to OU He's only about two and a half hours down the road. He's a high school teammate of Nigel Smith. There was just a lot about OU that made sense for Owen Hollenbeck. And he had kind of come down to three schools unofficially, OU, A&M, and Arkansas. And with A&M and Arkansas very much being in turmoil, Oklahoma was not only the most attractive option given uh, Bill Biedenboe's track record of development, what Hollenbeck felt he could get in that regard, but also just the stability that OU offers at the staff and administrative level in the years ahead. Are we going to be able to do this show next year, starting in January? Or are we going to have to put the show on hiatus until like June and July when things get going again? I mean, they've already got nine commits for the 2025 class. I know. Last year, and 24 again, it's ranked number six right now on Rivals. It's going to end up as a top ten class. It's going to end up as a top eight class. It's going to be another really good class by Brent Venables. But what was the month where they got their first commit last year? Was it like March or April when they got their first commit? It was Jeremiah Newcomb on the 25th of March. 25th of March. Dude, we're going to get to the 25th of March, and they're going to have like 13, 14 commits yeah, by then. Yeah, they'll have at least half, maybe two-thirds of their class pledged by then. Drew from Flyer Mount says, Tyler, you got to go watch the Double Fries No Slaw video from yesterday. Curb, Curb Street got to be the biggest energy in tally. I, I was sent a Double uh, double Fries No Slaw video earlier from loyal listener Trent, and I watched, um, it, essentially, it's an FSU podcast is what it is, and he was going off saying, this, this isn't about Jordan Travis. This is not, this hasn't had nothing to do with Jordan Travis. This is about ESPN wanting the ratings that they want here. And it doesn't look good when Boo Corrigan yesterday says, yeah. well, this wasn't really about. Our opinion didn't change of Florida State after the quarterback injury. And he wait, said wait, the exact wait. opposite like the, a, a week before. It was, it was really strange. Yeah, the committee is full of morons. Colin Claremore mm. says, what I thought was funny about the EPL pictures were yeah. Florida Gators <laughs> yes. memorabilia on the wall, <laughs> but haven't heard of them in his recruitment. Okay, so backstory. I can make that make sense for you. 
his older brother played at Florida. And there was a clue because there's a like a game ball that you get. Everybody gets a game ball! You heard that from Bob and, and uh, Barry Bygod Switzer a lot. There's a game ball from when his brother played at Florida on the same wall, but there's like national champion banners up again. I, I thought that's funny, Cole, because I, I saw that and I thought the same thing. It was great. Uh, someone asking, uh, what about Bricks? He's, uh, yeah, he's Nebraska bound, if that's what you're asking there. Scott uh, T says, I'm bringing back the line. How does that affect the recruitment of DJ Hicks after that pick of his dad and Bates on Twitter? Yeah, well, and I, I know that a lot of people have seen that photo. Todd Bates, he's, uh, he's out at Katy Pato today, which is where David Hicks played high school football. That's one thing, but I don't think everyone realizes that's his dad in the photo. It's <laughs> yeah, David it Hicks' father that is in the photo there with Todd Bates. Now, maybe that's a school that you always want to be in uh, regardless, but isn't that incredible timing that that photo comes out today, the first official uh, uh, day of the transfer portal and all now, the rumors with A&M right now? Now, the Sooners do have an offer at Katie Paydow in the 2025 class. That would be Dejon Petaway, Jacquez's cousin. But Dejon Petaway plays cornerback. So why is Todd Bates the one dropping in on Pato mm-hmm. High School? I don't know. I the answer is pretty obvious. I would think. Like yeah. let's let's not act naive here. What what's a bigger and when I say bigger deal, like what's a bigger deal to OU's potential chances at getting players from Texas A and M? Was the bigger deal Jimbo getting fired, the head coach, or was it a bigger deal when Elijah Robinson left? To take the Syracuse defensive coordinator job. E-Rob was by far the I kind of feel the same way as well, wasn't it? Because Walter Nolan almost immediately hopped in the portal after that. And then I heard you tell Steely, like, look, Walter Nolan, a former five-star, but that dude is probably going where he can get the most money next year. And, hey, all, all power to him. He's able to do that. That's fine. But you said it, and yeah, it just doesn't seem like that's an OU fit necessarily. And so OU really getting heavily involved in Walter Nolan doesn't seem all that likely. But could they with DJ Hicks? I, I think absolutely they could. Any other names from A&M that are in the portal that we should uh, zero in on or at least talk about? I know DJ Hicks no. isn't in the portal as of right now. But I just I, I wonder how much... They're really going to try to uh, pursue that roster or A and M players that are in the portal. I think Hicks might be the only guy from A and M that and that could even theoretically end up at Oklahoma because I'm trying to think through the Sooners' needs. Offensive tackle, there are no A and M guys. Well, th- th- there might be one. Cam Dewberry. If Cam Dewberry were to jump in the portal, oh, you would be interested. Um. So maybe that comes into play too. But cornerback, OU's already pursuing other options there. Tight end, they've already got a few that they're reaching out to. Um, Running back, I'm not really sure where OU prioritizes their search there. And then defensive tackle, it's pretty self-explanatory, right? Sure. There are two guys on the wish list. One of them's in the portal. One of them's not yet, but... Boy, is, get, that, is that a SEC defensive uh, tackle in the portal that you're referencing there? Maybe has some Oklahoma roots? Maybe. I don't, I don't know. 
I don't just you know Owasso Zone. Owasso Zone. There's 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 the dead giveaway for you right there if you didn't get the first two hints. KW the nine one eight says if DJ Hicks is not in the portal yet, then isn't that considered tampering by Todd Bates? I I don't think no. so. I mean he's just going to a high no, school actually, and the dad's a coach there, so I I don't, yeah, I don't it's, think it's tampering. It's actually pretty brilliant because no, it's not tampering. His dad is a coach at Pato. The Sooners have an offer out to a Pato player in Dejon Petaway. No, it's not. By the letter of the law, it is not tampering. I think everybody that sees that picture kind of understands what the primary motive is. But no, it's not tampering. Uh, by the way, the portal tracker looks like this right now. I'm going to update it often because, you know, not all of you are tuned in at the top of the hour. Marcus Hicks, uh, he's going to South Dakota State, but he was in the portal. DJ Graham, Jason Llewellyn. Tawi Walker, Nate Anderson, Dylan Gabriel, Savion Bird, Reggie Grimes, Key Lawrence, Marcus Major, and Dalen Smothers. Um, outside of Dylan Gabriel, which maybe isn't the biggest surprise, and Dalen Smothers, which is the biggest surprise, any big surprises for you named so far in the portal? Was a Savion Bird a surprising name? Was Key Lawrence a surprising name? Tawi Walker, is there any real big surprises outside Dalen Smothers today? Outside of Dalen Smothers, no. No surprises whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, the portal update, by the way, is brought to you by Swiftco Roofing and Construction. 405-831-8222. That's 405-831-8222. Brent Swift will come personally look at your home. That's Swiftco Roofing and Construction. A lot now, of crouton. Everybody, I just want to tack on one yeah. more thing. A lot of people on the text line earlier were asking, why on earth is Key Lawrence hitting the portal? Well, <laughs> the answers are twofold. Answer number one, Peyton Bowen. Answer number two, Robert Spears Jennings. That's why Key Lawrence is hitting the portal. Yeah, I, that's, yeah, they've got some really good young talent in the back end, man, for sure. And we've talked so much about Peyton Bowen. Um, but RSJ is kind of one of those guys that, like, if you want to talk about under-the-radar seasons for players this year, like guys that we didn't talk enough about that had good years. RSJ could maybe be in that conversation. What about Kendall Dolby in that conversation for under-the-radar seasons this year? Like The point is is that you could list two or three guys that are young players in the back end of their defense that have shown a lot of promise. And especially if Billy Bowman comes back next year, which I think he, I think he might on that. But we'll discuss that in Stutzman, more Cruton, more Transfer Portal, all of it right here on The Ref. Oh, Portal Madness is here. We got you covered uh, all the way through it right here on The Ref. Locked in with McComas and Thune. And again, Transfer Portal updates brought to you by Swiftco Roofing and Construction. 405-831-8222. That's Swiftco Roofing and Construction. ESPN is already ranking best college football players in the Transfer Portal. Dylan Gabriel sitting at number one on the list. DG at one. Cam Ward, quarterback from Washington State, is two. Riley Leonard, the quarterback transferring from Duke, is at three. Dante Moore, the quarterback transferring from UCLA, is four. Will Howard, the quarterback transferring from K-State, is at five. So in a lot of these transfer portal rankings or players in the portal rankings, Parker, you're going to see it be very uh, heavy on quarterbacks being the best players in the portal. Naturally. But at number 10? Is Thor Griffith the defensive tackle from Harvard? Ooh, you don't say. Ah, he's top ten. Well, I, clearly the opinions of Thor 
are quite high. But for Oklahoma, is Thor Griffith a guy they could move on? Certainly. But they're waiting on a couple of shoes to drop before they do. Is he a one-and-done Thor? I believe he would be. Yeah, I think he is as well. He's received offers already for Morgan State, Michigan State, Cal, Minnesota, and Louisville. And he's receiving calls from other major programs that could offer soon. So uh, we'll see. Thor's going to have some options transferring from Harvard, six foot two, three hundred pounds. But Dylan Gabriel listed as the best uh, transfer in the portal right now. Agree? Is Dylan Gabriel the most attractive uh, player? Quarterback that's currently in the portal for teams? Based on the body of work, yeah, I would say so. I don't know if there's another portal quarterback that I would rather have than Dylan. Just Gabriel. depends on what you're looking for. If you're it looking for a, a one on year, for. if that's what you're if you've got some court, young quarterback depth behind and say, All right, for one year, yeah, this is this fits us, but if you want someone who could be a three year starter for you potentially, Dante Moore would be a guy transferring out of UCLA that you would like uh, like quite a bit. And the rumor for, I think, a couple of weeks now, and and maybe even longer for those that heard it earlier, is that DG wanted to try and play on the West Coast next year. So that that would sound like Oregon could be a likely destination. USC has even been thrown out as a possibility. Who's the leader in the clubhouse out of Oregon, USC, Mississippi State, or any West Coast school? Is it? Oregon at this point, I think need a quarterback. I think it's most likely he ends up at Oregon, and I think he fits well at Oregon because that's the other thing you have to consider when you're gauging. Okay, who's the best quarterback available in the portal? It kind of depends on what style of quarterback you're looking for, and I think Dylan Gabriel is a guy that meshes very well with what Oregon does. He'll make good money there. He's on the West Coast, easy trip for his family. Yeah. I, I like Oregon. If I am Dylan Gabriel and or I'm just looking out for Dylan Gabriel's best interest, I would say go be a duck, man. It's hard for me still, after all these years, the terrible onside kick uh, results where, you know, OU recovered and Alan Patrick held the ball up and they still gave the football to Oregon. I'm still not over it all these years. So it's hard for me to root for Oregon, really, and I, I definitely wasn't rooting for him on Friday night. However, given the options available – and hoping good things happen to Dylan Gabriel. I uh, I am hoping, out of the options we just discussed, the DG's in Eugene next year. Because uh, DG being at USC next year, that's that uh, obviously would be tough to root for. Very tough to root for. He threw up, here's the thing, he'd put up about 40 points per game and then uh, allow 45 points per game. He threw up ridiculous numbers at USC. Let's sit with their defense. This 405 listener says, with Rain and Bird gone, that means Green, Big Sexy, and Everett are the only known quantities on the offensive line, and they're barely known. A big shining light on what a poor job Bill has done there. They have to take at least three portals there, right? No. First off, how does that underscore what a poor job Bill Biedenboe has done? Andrew Rame's about to bounce a year early for the NFL. Tyler Guyton's about to be off the board by day two. And Walter Rouse is probably an NFL draft pick as well. You're talking about three guys that are going to play professional football. That's that's how poor of a job Bill Biedenboe has done. 60% of his offensive line from the 2023 season is about to go be in the NFL. Uh, 909 DG back to UCLA. And then Okie Tom says Oregon State is a possible since DJ is transferring. 
Like, what, what are the realistic uh, scenarios on the West Coast? It, is it just USC and Oregon? Or could UCLA and Oregon State or even got Washington State be a possibility? No, I, I, I think Dylan Gabriel, I don't think he has to look at Oregon State or Washington State or UCLA. I think he'll have better options, and I certainly think Oregon – will be one of those better options. I just – I keep going back to this text. They have to take at least three portal offensive linemen, right? No, you don't. You got to take at least one for sure, maybe two. But you don't need to overhaul your offensive line via the portal right now because consider who you have coming back. Let's just play out the scenarios here. Troy Everett or Josh Bates is your starting center. Your two starting guards are Caden Green and Jake Taylor. Jacob Sexton starts at one tackle. You have either a transfer or somebody like Logan Howland starting. I was at the about other to tackle. say, is is everyone from the twenty twenty two? No, right. I guess maybe twenty twenty three class, right? Are all four offensive linemen from the twenty three class going to be starting next year? <laughs> I think all four of those will have a chance. Ozida, if you want to throw in, yeah, Howland, Bates, and Caden Green, they all will have a chance. No question about that. Uh. I would lean toward Green being the only one that starts next year at this rate. Yeah. Mark from Enid, is EPL a possible starter next year if he commits to OU? That's going to be tough for him as a true freshman. I mean, we saw Caden Green um, come in and play. Not, I mean, right away it took him kind of half the season to really get in, in the offense and find a role there. Um, so I, we saw it last year. I just think Caden Green's so good, man. I, I, I would probably say no. I wouldn't probably say no. I would say no. EPL being a starter next year if he doesn't indeed commit to OU. But nationally, uh, the portal today, Kyle McCord, Ohio State quarterback, is in the transfer portal. Walter Nolan, defensive lineman out of Texas A&M. Brock Vandegrift, Georgia quarterback, former OU commit, is in the portal. Julian Fleming, wide receiver out of Ohio State. He was the uh, number three player nationally in the 2020 class. What, what's going on with Kyle McCord at Ohio State? 11-1 season, was the starter there. Um, had pretty good numbers. Is Ohio State going to get someone else via the portal? Was he told to hit the portal? What's what's going on with, with McCord? I think that was probably the type of deal where <laughs> I, I'll say this. I know no one remotely associated with Ohio State is listening, so it's not like it's going to matter. But Kyle McCord's dad is kind of – he, he's one of those dads. Helic- he's he's uh, he's your very stereotypical quarterback dad, and so Kyle McCord, his play had kind of been met with middling reviews from Ohio State fans. I think Kyle McCord's camp, i.e., his dad, probably figured that he wasn't getting treated fairly, and that he would be better off somewhere else where he could be the toast of the pro. I, this is all me speculating. But knowing what I know about McCord, knowing what I know about Ohio State and their quarterback situation and the fact that they were, even before he hit the portal, already kind of sniffing around for a guy that you would consider an upgrade, it was probably a type of deal where McCord said, I'm hitting the portal, and Ohio State said, okay, well, we're not going to try and stop you. Brooks says he's a Carl is what you're saying. <laughs> nice. 580 Southern Oakey says, what's up with losing so many running backs? Is Coach Murray too rough on him or what? Can you elaborate? Yeah, and look, look, here's the deal, Southern Oakey. If you're worried about three running backs hitting the portal, 
you have to consider the circumstances surrounding the three. Tommy Walker was not on scholarship, probably wouldn't have factored substantially into OU's backfield picture next year, given the way that Gavin Sawchuck took over down the stretch in 2023. He understood the business decision, the financially responsible decision for him and his family was for him to look elsewhere. Marcus Major had been at Oklahoma for five years, and nothing much had come of it. He averaged 3.9 yards a carry this year, had 308 rushing yards and one touchdown. So, again, not a guy you're really going to miss in the backfield as far as replacing his production. And then Dalen Smothers was kind of a surprise, but Dalen Smothers hadn't really done anything at Oklahoma. And so could he have been a player? Absolutely, and I truly believe that. But you have Taylor Tatum coming in. By the way, I, I teased it going into the uh, in the last break there, talking about Bo- uh, Bowman and, and Stutzman. Which, by the way, did you see the the photos of Stutzman as uh, Santa Claus yesterday? That was that was a pretty cool deal. I did not see no, that. It was, those were, it was great. Um, here's what Kuiper has, and there's a long way to go in the NFL draft process. You got to get everyone to declare. Um, you got to go through. You, you, you got to go through pro days. You got to go through the combine. So a lot of these rankings will change. But for what it's worth. Bowman was not listed in his top 10 at safety, and Stutzman was listed in one of his top 10s. He is at number 10 as an off-ball linebacker. So I bring that up that, you know, guys like Mel Kuyper aren't saying, hey, these are first-round, mid-second-round types of guys, at least based on the ranking uh, of their positions where he has them at. Again, a lot of things can change here, but that's at least kind of what we'll update you periodically throughout what it might look like, their draft prospects, both of those guys. Final segment of Locked In coming up next right here on The Ref. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC bringing you the sour of Locked In. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC is family-owned and operated, established in 2020, but many of their employees have been there for more than 20 years, and they sell Buicks and GMCs, which are some of the best trucks and SUVs on the road. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. So, I, Seth Luttrell is your new OC play caller, along with Joe John Finley, of yep. course, co-OCs. What are the odds that Seth Luttrell's first offer uh, to a quarterback is to the uh, Mayfields if they're having a boy? Think that there could be a chance he's trying well, to get. Uh, you got to you know, find out if they're having a boy first. I, I know, but it, maybe we find out in you know a, a few months. That's the case, and that's Seth Latrell's first offer. I'm it, down it, with it. Could, it could happen. I'm down with it. Class of 2042. Congrats to the Mayfields, though. That's awesome. Congrats to the Mayfields. Um, they're going to uh, they're going to have a baby soon, and that's that's really really exciting news. Uh, okay, let's get to the text line before we get out of here. People are already asking about hey. Who's a good running back in the portal that OU might go after? Are there any any their names at all? Uh, I mean, so many other names are going to enter into the transfer portal over the next even two days. But is there a running back that's already available that they've zeroed in on, or they're I just kind of waiting to see Trevor their options? Trevor Etienne is the name that's been thrown around, right? And he was at Florida this past year. Is that right? Was I think he ends up a Georgia Bulldog or an LSU Tiger? I don't think he ends up at Oklahoma. Outside of Rayleigh Brown, and I don't know, it's so hard to keep track of all these guys, Tyler. There haven't been any running backs that have jumped out at me. As, oh, okay, like that guy in OU make very obvious sense. I'll obviously dig more into it. But for now, no, I'd, I don't have a clue as to where Oklahoma goes because I also think Dalen Smothers only entered the portal about an hour and a half ago, right? So – OU was kind of, you know, flirting with the idea of making a push for 
a big time running back. And obviously Ray Leak was guy, uh, one guy they were already planning on contacting and getting in touch with, but smothers entering the portal. Like I mentioned earlier, definitely increases the need to fill that spot with a transfer. So I would imagine this afternoon, the OU personnel staff are over at the Switzer Center pouring over film in earnest. Oh, I'm sure. By the way, Mayfields are having a girl. Thank you for that text line. There you go. Nice job. Patty Gasso, where are you at? Yeah. (laughs) Patty's on it. Don't worry about it. Patty Patty is already on it. No worries whatsoever there. Uh, Trey Bradford. Oh, man. You guys are throwing out some... Some names here. He is blast in the portal. The past. Is, is he, he is really? in the portal. How, that how is long a blast was, from the how past. How long was he? Was he even here four months? Two months to the day. Man. I remember April 2nd to June 2nd. Uh, Lloyd said, did you guys see David Stone's tweet? I did. Stay patient. Something is brewing with the eyeball emojis. Or wait, maybe it was June 2nd to August 2nd. I don't remember. Whatever. Yeah, it, David, wasn't, it wasn't very long. Yeah, Trey Bradford sure. was not there for very long. Uh, David Stone's tweet was not in reference to Trey Bradford. I will contradict I can't even say that with a straight face. Yeah, uh, I don't think Trey Bradford ends up at OU. And David Stone's tweet, I mean, you can draw your own conclusions on it. I I have my theories. By the way, um, for those who thought Michael Hawkins was some bad quarterback and he left and (laughs) transferred because he wouldn't have started at his previous place and he's not any good and it was a crap offer, I mean, it was looking like a bad take several weeks ago, but what do you have, 441 yards, 316 through the air, 125 on the ground, six total touchdowns. No turnovers. No turnovers and in a playoff win over Colleyville Heritage. And it wasn't a cheap 441 and six touchdowns either. He's good, it man. It was a darn near immaculate performance, and that kid is going to be really good at the University of Oklahoma. Drew from Flower Mound, y'all see Adrian Peterson 2.0 go off against Texas. <laughs> <laughs> If you know, you know on uh, that one. Very nice text there, Drew. The Rush, coming up next. Keep it locked on The Ref.